traveling can either be the greatest time of your life or the worst possible decision you've ever made. I bet you can all guess which side of the spectrum we fall under. I'm Nuran. And I'm Yuni. And in today's episode, we're going to show you just how crazy it is to travel with the Ali Akbar family. So grab a chai. No, not a chai tea latte. But a brewed black chai. And let's get started. Hey everybody, thanks for coming back. I'm glad we didn't scare you off. I would have probably not come back, to be honest, after hearing all of our fun facts, especially the one about my foot. I would have swore off Your foot was the talk of the town when I showed up at work the other day. Everyone had so many questions. That's so embarrassing. And then in class, too, it's like, I was a podiatrist or something. It's like, nah, you know, she's always been like that. Oh, man, how embarrassing. Anywho, anyone who's interested... Please stop. I thought my Daniel Khan grandpa would get more attention than your foot, but it didn't work out. You know, some people just have a weird thing about feet, so it could be. (laughs) It goes both ways. Some people (laughs) like that stuff. Anyway, this has nothing to do with our episode today. Um, But today, Nuni, I think it would be so fun to talk about something that everyone is going to relate to, and that's traveling with a family. More specifically for us, traveling with our Brown family and how absolute chaos. But chaos like you've never seen before. The most unthinkable things happen, I feel like, especially on our last trip. Oh my gosh, don't even. I I mean, mean, we have to talk about that. Well, yes, it's today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) But where to begin is the question. I think we should just begin with the packing experience because I feel like a lot of brown families can relate to this. A lot of immigrant families can relate to this, but maybe not a lot of white families. And if we have it all wrong, please tell us otherwise, because we would love to know if you guys go through the same trauma. I think with just our... At least our family on the other side. Um, I feel like they think we live like the Kardashians live. I mean, we just live in the United States, but we live in the slums of the United States. We don't live in Calabasas in a multi-billion dollar mansion. No. We live in middle class America, and that's barely at that. I think the requests we get are insane, like... I remember Nuni mom and dad once were shopping for like Crest toothpaste, <laughs> Colgate toothpaste, the mouthwash, the deodorant, like going to Costco and getting a freaking bulk family size of deodorant. And I was just appalled. Like, what are you doing with all this freaking I deodorant? I just remember like bottles and bottles of ibuprofen. And, yeah. and I'm like, dog, y'all have stronger medications over the counter yeah like what i should be asking you for barrels and barrels of painkillers like i don't know what we were doing i feel like the fda could have come after us Uh, (laughs) yes so many times it's not even but it's just what matters to them most i feel like is the made in usa tag Oh, yeah, for I sure. mean, to be honest, I mean, remember, we those had are quite that. rare in the U.S. anyway. So. Yeah, to be honest, not a lot of things in the U.S. are USA made. I remember one of our relatives requested, they were like, whatever you bring for us, just make sure it says made in the USA on it. I looked at them like, what? Exactly. I'm not. <laughs> Speechless is what we are, essentially, as you can tell. Why does that matter? Like, if I bring you 
if I'm bringing you some perfume or whatever, why does it have to be made in the USA and it has like an American flag on it? Like, are you going to show the box and the bottle of this perfume to people as you're like walking the streets? This came from America. <laughs> That's essentially the idea. I mean, we had this one auntie who my mom bought her a very beautiful purse and she essentially was like, oh, my God, my friend from the mosque is swinging around her purse and it's from Germany. Now I can say mine is from America. And I'm like, girl, keep your German bag. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, German bag probably worth more than our, Don't what is it, Beverly Hills one. polo or whatever. It's a freaking <laughs> Betsy Johnson. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I just, I also like. We're the type of people I have never asked anyone for anything in my entire life. Like, if someone's like, What should I get you for your birthday? What should I? I like freeze up. I have no idea. But here are my cousins giving me a phone call, my distant cousins who I've never like met in my life, giving me a phone call on Instagram or DMing me. Oh my gosh, I heard you're coming back home. Could you please bring me some makeup and like brightening serum? My. Dog, what is brightening serum? Because I sure don't use it. I don't even use makeup. Period. I, even I wouldn't use... know a good brand from a bad one is my thing. Well, here's the thing. Like, You want some Kylie Jenner? That's you not You want happening. some Kylie Jenner? No. Like, I don't even use this stuff here as an American. I've, like, lived here my whole life. I, like, we never lived this super luxurious life. Like... And alhamdulillah, our parents never deprived us of anything. And yeah. I, I've never felt like, oh my gosh, I wish I had this one thing. Like, even if I have said that, my parents have found a way to make it possible for us. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm forever grateful for that. But I just personally have never been like, oh my God, I have to have that new Balenciaga. What is the brand called? Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Oh my God. I, don't even I get you're broke, fam. <laughs> I don't even know what the brand is called. I need to have that one. Let me say brand. I actually know. Yes. I need to have that one Louis Vuitton bag or something Ooh. like that. No, I like, I don't even know. They're like, people come out like this, this collection and that. Col mm -hmm. No, like, I, I don't know. Like, but it also uh, defeats the stereotype that, you know, some Americans have of Arabian people just being the richest people in the world and. How every time we fight with our man, he comes home with, like, barrels and barrels of gifts. And I'm like, don't even have a man, first of all. That's, <laughs> I don't that's think you can find. relate to this uh, Listen, comparison, Nooney, at all. But I, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make it understandable for everyone. So, yeah, it's just, it's just a laundry list of things and things and stuff we've never even dreamed of having for ourselves. But somehow we have to, like spend all these Provide hours for our cousins that we've met once in our life 13 years ago let me tell you one time we were in jc penny until after closing because oh, yeah. we had to get them all this stuff because they all requested these fancy dresses and i was like dude what first of all of the dresses here like we're everyone in my family is covered like the dresses here aren't very modest you no, can probably no. find <laughs> very beautiful luxurious looking dresses that are very modest, cover head to toe, probably even has a matching hijab that goes with it. But we can't find that here. Like, whatever I bring you, you're yeah. going to have to, like, accommodate to make more modest. Like, they just, like, that wasn't clicking for them. We were in that Jace Penny, like Nuni said, till closing. And at the end of it, 
me, Noonie, and our two brothers, we just started to take a nap on the mattresses because we were so tired. And like, it's painful walking around hours and hours and just looking for these things. And I think the worst part was, Noonie, I mean, I didn't see this reaction firsthand, but you did. I did. They didn't even appreciate or like any of the things that we spent hours shopping for. And hundreds, probably even thousands of dollars buying for them. Like, that just went to tell me, like, how spoiled and Mm. how entitled they think they are. Like... I spent hours and hours looking for this stuff for you. And literally one of them just grabbed it by their hand, threw it across the room in front of my mom and was like, what is this? I would never wear something like this. But like the cherry on top for me was her just saying, oh, I am a Muslimic woman. I read at the mosques. I can't be seen wearing stuff like this. I'm like, you're you the one who requested it, fam. We told you the dilemma that we have here. We have no modest dresses. This is either what you get. And she responded by saying, oh, it's just a party amongst women. So we can wear whatever we want. So wear it then. Like, oh, yeah. Burn I... my buns, to say the least. <laughs> I Yeah, I think that was probably one of the most infuriating things. And to be honest, this is why, like, from that point forward, I've never come out to buy stuff for them anymore. I don't think my mom has put energy into it anymore. This very last time, she just got, Mm. like, packs of deodorant from Costco and toothpaste, like, normal. And some Clarence chocolate, I'll admit that. Listen, like after the, holidays. the holiday season brings wondrous gifts for people overboard. And, you know, that's what you get. If you're not going to be appreciative, then there you go. Thing is, they don't even eat the chocolates. They save them <laughs> months <laughs> after we give it Put it for in the special freezer. guests. And I'm like, dog, that's going to be the nastiest chocolate your guests have ever tasted. They got to put it out on their table and say, this chocolate is from America. It was made in the USA. <laughs> it's Hershey's Kisses, by the way, everybody. I just wanted to throw out. It's not like this fanson Belgium chocolate that you're imagining. No, no, it's Archie's Kiss. So you can imagine buying all of these items, gifts, whatever you want to call them, accumulate a lot of space, which means we have to have a lot of bags. Bags, bags alone is an entirely different struggle. Like, forget the things that are in the bag, but, you know, you have my dad getting on the scale, zeroing out the scale, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be 50 pounds. We get there, and it's, like, 54. Then my dad's like, everyone open up your backpack. Some stuff stuff in it. You know, you got a little (laughs) tote bag in there? No, from Trader Joe's, take that out. We're going to stuff. Mama just starts pulling bags out of nowhere. She's like, I brought these just in case. And then then we're walking onto the airplane with bags all over our arms, our backs. Like, we look, honestly, we look crazy. I'm sure the people on the airplane think we're like hobos or something. The luggage, crazy story in itself. But, Nuni, I feel like every time we travel, there's some sort of mishap. (laughs) Like, life or death that happens. And... I think the no, quite literally, life and death this time. This time, this very last time, we had a life or death situation, and I personally don't think I can talk about it without crying. So 
You cried? I cried. Like, <laughs> I was on the kitchen floor crying. Let's go ahead and talk about what happened the day you were traveling back So, home. the day before our flight, I started to get, like, really, really bad ear pain. To the point where I couldn't even put my head on a pillow. Um, and so, I... I knew I had an ear infection just from like the symptoms and how it was feeling. So I told myself, you know, in the morning when I go to an urgent care, I'm just going to get some antibiotics and then we can take off because our flight was in the middle of the day. It was like, what, like 6 p.m.? No, it was like 2 p.m. Okay. Even more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I thought I had plenty of time. Um, and then I go, we do the checkup. They're like, yep, it's an ear infection. The lady prescribes me a medication called amoxiclab. Which, for those of you that don't know, is an extremely concentrated version of amoxicillin. I've taken amoxicillin all my life because Lord knows I would get strep every other day. Uh, so I, I felt no, you know, suspicions taking it. And as soon as I take one, I eat some lunch and just feel like this huge ball in my throat. I think it's, like, stress-related, you know, I'm... Yeah, we were all telling her, I was like, Nuni, calm down, like, it's just... I mean, we won't, like, we'll spare you the details, but every single day leading up to this trip, this, just a couple weeks before we had lost our grandmother, a few days before our aunt back home was going through a major surgery, like, we just had a lot of problems happening during this time, so I was like, Nuni, I think it's honestly just stress related so we all tried to calm her down but it was not stress related at all no that that ball in my throat started to close up my bronchial tubes and i stopped breathing i was crying i was begging and my dad being the dad he is was like no 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 just pray about it just just pray for it and and your airway will clear and i was like okay i've been doing that let me set the scene for you guys (laughs) these people have to be at the airport in the next 30 minutes or like check-in is over they will not be able to even check in anymore we had tried to check in online for them it it wasn't working i don't know why so they told us that we had to go to the airport for a check-in They have 30 freaking minutes to get there or else they will not be able to check in. This is not a flight for one person, two people. This is a flight for five freaking people. (laughs) I cannot delay five people. I can't like rebook tickets for that many people. All this stuff, like everyone is just stressed out. The guy who's taking them to the airport is at the freaking door loading in the suitcases, the 12 freaking suitcases they have. And Noonie is at the bottom of the stairs, like clenching her throat because she like can't breathe. And everyone's like, oh, it's stress related. It got to the point where on the outside, she was turning purple. Like she genuinely (laughs) couldn't breathe. I was getting terrified. My mom's like, I need to take her to the emergency room right now. Gotta love moms. (laughs) She's like, I need to take my child to the emergency room. It was up to my dad. I'd be dead right now. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was so, like, cool, calm, collected about it. And then he finds out my mom took her to the hospital. Oh, my God. I wish you were home to see that. All hell broke loose. I was struggling with trying to stay alive. She was like... He he was like, they took her to the hospital? We have to catch a plane. I was like, Dad, fam, please. What? Like, let her just this be the first a- time I'm hearing this. What? 
let her just go to the hospital. She's like, we need to make sure she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. I told you to pray to Allah. She will be fine. This all happened because you guys didn't pray when the Adhan went off. I was like, Dad. Of all times to be called a bad Muslim, I didn't think that me dying would be. <laughs> You're dying Jesus. because you didn't pray. That's, that's your punishment. Listen, I... <laughs> While this was happening, um, my mom and I are, like, trying to rush to any kind of urgent care. And then we finally find one. And I get out. I can't talk at this point. So I'm just trying to say, I'm having an allergic reaction. I need help. And they look at me. They're like, um, yeah, you need to go to the emergency room. We can't do anything. I was like, what are you if not an emergency room? So I guess urgent care doesn't help you, so don't go there. <laughs> don't go there if you have like a life. If you have a life threatening emergency, <laughs> go there for a COVID test. That's not it. Um, so we get back in the car. My mom's just racing at this point, ignoring all calls from my dad because we know what it's going to be. Um, and then we finally get to the emergency room, and they sit us down in the waiting room. I'm like, ma'am. I can't even stand like my mom, who's like five. At two, this point, she was probably blue. Like yeah, she was purple at home. I, I was seeing <laughs> black dots. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't explain to anyone the urgency of my situation. Homegirl comes up to me and asks for my ID. <laughs> I'm like, fam, this is not the time. I wonder when people go into an ambulance and they're like having cardiac arrest. Sir, can I see your insurance card? You have some sort of identification. <laughs> Oh my god. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> let me just whip that out for you really quickly. So I get it out, and then the door's open, and it's like, oh, like a doctor comes out, and lo and behold, it's my lab assistant, Adam. Adam, Adam <laughs> you saved Nooney, and we all love you for oh, it. Oh, Adam. My, Adam's honestly my closest friend right now. Um, him saving my life has a lot to do with it, but... <laughs> He comes out, and I'm in the waiting room. He's like, Nuna, what are you doing in my waiting room? I'm like, oh, you know, dying. Oh, you know, she's just blue. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm having an allergic reaction. He's like, oh, okay, let's get you back. Yeah, let's get me there. So he gets me on a gurney. They're taking off my jacket. Three other nurses come in, and then a doctor, and Adam is starting an IV in one arm, and then I'm getting shot up with epinephrine in the other arm. And for those of you that don't know, epinephrine is quite literally an electric shock to your heart. Um, and I didn't know what was happening at the moment because my mom is screaming at Adam that we have a flight in two hours. <laughs> and then Adam's like, ma'am, you're not going on that flight. And I start cracking up. I'm like, oh, Adam, you got jokes. This is not the time. And he's like, no, 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 I'm serious. You can't go on that flight. We have to monitor you for six hours after we administer epinephrine. And I was like, oh my God. That's when like all hell broke loose because... I, we were just like stuck. Like, what the heck do we do? We either get Nuni on this plane and she freaking dies on the plane and the plane has to land in like Jumanji or something to rescue her. I don't even know if Jumanji's on the way to Turkey, but whatever. I thought that was a game. <laughs> um, or she stays in the hospital and five freaking people have to cancel their and then we gotta pay to rebook five different people so that so Nooney was obviously dealing with her own thing my mom was calling us updating us every like two seconds 
And I was like, mom, let me talk to the doctor. Like, I just want to see what's going on. So I talked to the nurse. It was not Adam. I would not be mean to Adam. Adam's- I wasn't mean to the nurse either. I was just like, ma'am, she got a flight to catch. Like, can you please give her another dose of whatever you gave her? Like, Doc, I will monitor you can't her. Give a double dose of epinephrine, <laughs> which is what I got. I'm not in the medical field, so I don't know. Whatever. Obviously, it was a strong medication because the whole freaking bed was shaking. Listen, the way, best way I can describe it is like you know when someone's having a flat line on the in the movies and like they just start shaking and coding and their chest rises up above their head. That's exactly what happened to me. My heart was beating way too fast. I felt like I had won a marathon. My mom is freaking out. Adam is still trying to crack jokes and just calm me down at the same time. It was it was honestly chaos. And I I was trying to stay calm because from the corner of my eye, I can see my mom just hitting her thighs and screaming and I mean, the only... The emergency room had never heard such wailing. (laughs) (laughs) I am quietly passing away while my mother is raising havoc. Um, So essentially what had happened was the nurse who administered the epinephrine gave me twice the amount she was supposed to. So that's illegal. Um, Yeah. I'm planning to sue. We can't sue because I signed the documents. She signed the documents. She signed her life away. (laughs) But what had happened was after Naran got off the phone with the nurse, the nurse came in and was like, hi, I spoke to your sister. I understand that you guys have a big trip planned, but we can't let you go because we have to supervise any patient after they've been administered epinephrine. And I was like, I, I genuinely cannot stay. I have to go. I have to catch this flight. My mom was saying the same thing. And then the doctor at this point, he was very quiet the whole time. But he gotten, had gotten so fed up. He was like, listen, Turkey will always be there. Your daughter, however, will not. My mom heard that and then got even worse. And That's when my mom was on the phone with all of us. It was me, my grandpa. I have never seen my grandfather so sad in his whole life. I've never seen him cry. He was bawling his eyes out. And, like, I'll tell you guys the King Supers part once we get there. Oh, but no. My grandma was bawling. I was on the kitchen floor just crying. And I'm going to start crying stop, now. Stop, 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 stop. Um, and my dad's like at the door yelling at us all to shut the hell up and get in the car while this is all happening let me tell y'all what Papa Hussein was doing at the door he's like I'm leaving (laughs) if y'all are coming you're coming I'm leaving well that's what I told I was like you guys go I'm coming I'm gonna leave in two weeks to meet them in Turkey I couldn't leave because of work so I was like I am leaving in two weeks. Like, leave her there. I'll bring her with me. I can rebook one person. I can't rebook five people. I couldn't (laughs) explain this to anybody. I've said it four times already. And they were like, no, we all go or none of us go. And my mom's like, I'm not leaving without Noonie. Like, she's dying here. You want me to leave and go on a plane? I was like, mom, you're going to take her on a plane to die? Yeah, because they were like, oh, in this six-hour time period, the epinephrine could essentially reverse its effects, and I could get a second wave shock. And then 
I would quite literally die, you know, because I'd be Well, they air. told you. They said you will be getting a second allergic shock or whatever yeah, it's yeah. called. You'll be getting a second one. And it will most likely happen on the plane. And I was just like, so my sister's going to die. And at that moment, like, I that's when I collapsed. I was like, I just don't know what to do. And my mom's like on the phone, what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, mom, let her decide. It's her. She's an adult. Yeah. She can decide if it were me. <laughs> I am telling you guys to leave her. It's fine. I will bring her with me. You guys go. And she's like, no, no, I can't leave. I'm like, well, I, then don't ask me what to do. Yeah. No. So basically what happened was I just got fed up with it. My my dad, my dad's quite literally yelling at me for dying. It's like, it's my fault. <laughs> And I just had enough of it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave. If I die on the plane, you know, I will be joining my grandmother. Astaghfirullah. But, you know, it's, I have no choice. What are you going to do? Um, so they're like, okay, but you have to sign some documents saying that you can't blame the hospital for any event that follows after you walk out those doors. And I was like, okay. So they bring the clipboard and like my hand is still shaking from the effects of the drug. I can't sign it properly. And as I'm about to put my name down, my mom's like, no, 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 don't sign your life away. Don't, don't do it. And, she, and I'm like, mom, should I not do it? She goes, well, if you do it, your dad's going to kill us. If you don't do it, your dad's going to kill us. So just do it. Like, okay. So I end up signing it. Adam just looks so disappointed, but he's like, listen, if I don't see you in nutrition next semester, I will be killing you myself. And I was like, okay. Um, so I signed the papers and just shaking, got up out of my uh, bed on the gurney. And I was like, okay, if it happens, it happens, you know? And at that moment, I, I didn't even register that like, yo, I could actually die in the next hours coming up. Um, so I just, I held on to my mom as, as tight as I could and, we ended up at a King Supers instead yeah, of the airport. She called me. I mean, but at this point, my dad and the boys have left to the airport. They were, weren't they? they were already there. Well, fam. they we need a tachaki. Not. <laughs> I'm just trying to reiterate to the people: <laughs> zero craps were given. <laughs> they need a tachaki about Nuni's life. Turkey will be there, but what our plane tickets won't. <laughs> check in ah, so <laughs> they left they went to go check in and my mom calls me as she's signing her life away go to king supers i gotta give you an epi pen so my next mission was to run <laughs> king supers and it's pouring rain by the way <laughs> so many beautiful signs it's <laughs> pouring freaking rain like I was soaking wet because I was sitting outside. I couldn't breathe. I was having an asthma attack because my sister was dying in the hospital. So my grandma had to take me outside to get my breathing back to normal because poor thing, she doesn't know what to do if I die because of an asthma attack. This is it. Both Aliak my sisters could have died in one day. <laughs> so anyways, it was pouring rain. I was soaking wet. I'm running to this, or driving to this King Supers. I go in the King Supers and I'm pretty sure everyone there thought I was a lunatic walk in to the pharmacy counter slam my hands i'm like i have a prescription for nerdon ali akbar and i need it right now she goes oh okay let me look at it first and i was like i don't have time for you to look at it give me the EpiPen." so she's like oh yeah it just came in it's gonna take a little bit i was like okay that's fine ma'am just please hurry 
I gotta get her to the airport. Meanwhile, and she oh, Adam yeah. Adam snuck his EpiPen into Do my Do you wanna hand. tell people that? He's not gonna get fired, that's fine. Uh, we didn't mention which hospital he worked at. Okay. <laughs> Adam, I'm sorry. Adam, I love you and I'll get you another job if this one fails. But he did sneak me his EpiPen and was like, hey, I know uh, pharmacies are a nightmare right now. And I can already tell that your sister's going to struggle getting it so much. So just take mine. I'm giving this to you as a friend, not as a healthcare professional. And I was like, okay, period. I At that point, they could have given me poison. I'd be like, yeah, sure, fine. I was just so out of it. Adam was correct because I was at the pharmacy and the lady was like, oh, ma'am, we don't have any more that your insurance will cover. I was like, well, how much is the one the insurance won't cover? She's like, oh, it's about 300 I was like, ma'am, it's okay. Just it's cheaper than the plane ticket. Just and you give canceled. me the EpiPen. And she's like, well, let me go look one more time. Oh. Also, which insurance doesn't cover an EpiPen? <laughs> that is the cold heartedness that represents America perfectly. You, you can't need get to an die. EpiPen. <laughs> you need to die. Sorry, we can't pay for it. Uh, yeah, so she was like, well, let me go look one more time. She goes, and I am still crying in this middle, in the middle of King Supers. We've all cried my- in the middle of a King Supers, don't even lie. <laughs> I'm on the phone with my grandma. I'm like, Grandma, they won't give me the Abby pen. I don't know what to do. <laughs> She's like, it's okay, it's okay, honey. Like, they'll give it to you. Just, just pray. And I'm like, Astaghfirullah. Like, I've if I heard the word prayer one more time. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna take another maxicillin. <laughs> oh my God! Anyways, she ended up giving me the EpiPen. I grabbed that from her. I only had to pay a three dollar copay, which you still owe me, by the way, since you're alive. I grabbed. Okay. <laughs> I grabbed that EpiPen, book it to my car, and then in my car, it's like a funeral. I get there, and my grandpa. This is the saddest part. I've never Boy. seen my grandpa so sad. He was like hunched over Noonie and like crying bawling his eyes out and he's like I don't know what to do like my child here is suffering and I can't help for some for some background I was grazed by my grandparents um I love them both dearly as if they were my own parents um and I had a very special connection with my grandpa that I don't think my other siblings did you know, he would take me apple picking and grape leaf picking from random people's backyards. Um, he would, I would hang out in his mini mart after school. You know, I just, my grandpa has a special place in my heart. So seeing him quite literally break down, I had never seen that before. Um, and this is a man who had just lost his sister. So if he had lost his sister and his grandkid within the same week, essentially, I, I don't want to know what he would have gone through. So <laughs> it was it was definitely a validating experience. I was like, wow, I'm actually loved. This is so amazing. Um, but in that moment, I quite literally was about to pass out. I yeah, keep my the, eyes open. The car was shaking. <laughs> I <laughs> was shaking so bad. I was just hugging my EpiPen. I was like, yo, if the second wave comes, I have to shoot myself up. Um, and if I do... You know, then I needed to go to a hospital immediately. So that's why they were like, if you're in the air and you get that second shock, they need to land immediately so they can get you some medical attention. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, so I was just holding on to my EpiPen for dear life. 
And my mom was acting like I had a concussion because every time I fell asleep, she would smack me. She's like, no, 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 you can't sleep. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. If I sleep, I can wake up. It's fine. Oh, but yeah, that was, that was our life and death situation for this trip. I can't wait to see what the next one holds. I mean, <laughs> I, it, I didn't sleep that whole night. Like oh, I was dude. checking the the airplane map. <laughs> Like, did they land? I was like, did they land in some weird place in Austria? I don't know. Like, where are they? So I just kept checking, and me, my grandma, and grandpa, we were up all night. We, mm-hmm. all we did was pray and read Quran the whole night until... I think it was a Fajr prayer and I got the call or the text that you guys had landed. Yeah. And I, it was like four o'clock in the morning and that's when I went to bed and then I had to be at work in four hours. So <laughs> it was, I'm laughing about it now. <laughs> it, it was, was so it was traumatic <laughs> and I mean, I, I kind of like my sister. So I mean, I kind of like you too. <laughs> She's actually hearing all the hardships you face for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm glad she didn't die. Because <laughs> then who would be your co-host? <laughs> then I would have to have a new co-host. And my brothers aren't funny. If you had a white co-host. Oh, oh I mean. That'd make it so interesting. Well, maybe we can have a white person on our Hey, guest. I'm not dead yet. No, I should have guess. Oh, guess. true, true. <laughs> <laughs> no. Inshallah, you live a long, happy, long life. Oh, Along that head up <laughs> all together, inshallah. Let's talk about some of the stuff we do inside the plane, you know? Uh, Where there's really no escape other than by parachute. I I mean I so I traveled to Turkey by myself and let me tell you, it is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I sit next to strangers, yes. But sitting next to my family for twelve hours. It's not very comfortable. <laughs> I mean, I have Noonie like I hold resting on. her hold shoulder on. on Mehdi. I don't sleep and on the, planes. Yes, you do. I you have pictures. I have of pictures you. of you. I sleep mouth wide on, open. I sleep drooling. on planes. I admit okay, that. Then you can't complain about me. I'm sleeping. just saying, like this is it's uncomfortable because Noonie is sleeping on Mehdi. Mehdi is sleeping on me. First of and all, and then I'm sleeping on Abbas. Then we're all just congealed. Mehdi and Abbas, poor babies, have no choice but to sleep. Because let me ca- <laughs> let me tell you all a little secret about my mother, Jinan. She likes to roofie her own children. <laughs> I'm talking, at least in this last flight, when, when one was already on death row, my mom decides to knock out her other two children. She gave them each three melatonin gummies. Keep in mind, she doesn't know the dosage of the melatonin. She They're popping them in like candy. She got adult melatonin, and these are children. So, like, my mom's not an abusive parent. She's like, they get really fussy on airplanes. Uh, Mehdi buys, like, $8 gum because he just needs something to snack on. Um, so, it's just... It's a necessary precaution. And plus, Apples gets, like, sensitive ears and everything. So to avoid all that, my mom will knock them out clean. Like, I'm talking before the plane has taken off, these kids are yawning and already asleep. And that makes... But I mean, it's... I saw this TikTok recently. It's like, I wish there were flights for people with families to take separate than people who are, like, traveling single. And, like... 
I guess kids annoy strangers on planes <laughs> too. So it's a win-win situation for everybody across Honestly, the board. Honestly, for those of you that are blessed and don't have to hear Mehdi cry, um, we're doing you a favor. Because <laughs> imagine that crying on an airplane where, I, like I said, you cannot escape unless by parachute. Mehdi just gets very excited about traveling and oh, being yeah. on a plane and the fruit, the food on the airplane. <laughs> like the second he gets on, he opens his table. Mm. He's like, food? And I'm like, Mehdi, <laughs> the plane hasn't even boarded yet, honey. Like we can't just start eating. It's the hardest part is like the three hour flights where you don't get food. You just get a snack. And he's like, is this it? <laughs> You're giving me crackers? Am I a peasant? <laughs> Anyways, with my roofied brothers, Noonie and me, we're all just congealed on the airplane together. And then it's time for food. And then my mom's yelling across the plane, wake up, it's time for food. And I'm like, can I have the Muslim meal? (laughs) (laughs) Which the Muslim meal is, you know, like, I'm so thankful that we have that option. But it's almost always like some kind of curry or Indian food. And um, my mom was just like, I don't want Indian food. I can't handle the spice. So she'll ask for the vegetarian meal. Which is Indian. Which is also Indian. So there's just no escape from this cuisine. I love Indian food. So I ate it all the time. I don't know why she's complaining. But my mom just ends up eating like the butter rolls (laughs) and the jam. Poor thing. (laughs) And everybody's fruit. But you know. Speaking of food, you guys. Noonie drink beer. Stop. That's not what happened. The place. What happened was. If you guys don't know, alcohol is prohibited in Islam, so... We can't we, get crunk. We can't get <laughs> crunk. We can't get lit on a flight. We, no. Listen, little fancy little wine bottles. Honey. But Noonie did, you guys. Stop. No, see what... Again, what happened was... It was our flight from Germany back to the U.S., and I am feeling something. Something is brewing in my bowels, and I'm not feeling good. So I tell my dad. My dad's like, ew, what am I supposed to do? Ask for a ginger ale. And I was like, oh, okay, for sure. So I asked the flight attendant. She, bless her heart, she's German to the max. Does not understand what I'm saying for the first three tries. I'm like, can I get a ginger ale? A what? A ginger ale? <laughs> a <who>? A what? <laughs> I'm like, man, she was so sweet. A though. ginger ale. Oh, okay. I'm not paying attention to what she's pouring because I'm trying not to. Pour well, no, it she didn't pour mouth. it. She was like, "Oh, I'm out." So let me ask the guy across, like yeah. my coworker. So, like in German, I'm hoping she asked for a ginger ale. <laughs> but what I got was definitely not a ginger ale. It's like I was so she- thankful. I was like, "Oh my god, it's going to cure my nasty thing that's happening in my intestines right now." So I straight chug it. I take She's like, it's skull, bitter. And like immediately I projectile try to vomit. You know, I'm like, dog, what is this? It's expired. So not only did Noonie die on this last trip, but she also sinned so the bad. The Jahannam were open so wide, y'all. My last breath would be drinking beer. Oh my God. As soon as I take a sip, it's just the most foul thing I've ever tasted. And the most equivalent thing I can compare it to is hand sanitizer, which I'm like, okay, straight alcohol. So I start freaking out. I wake Nuran up. I'm like, bro, I swear I just had my first taste of liquor. And she's like, what? <laughs> I'm just distraught. I have no idea what's going on. I try to get her to taste it. She's like, if that's beer, I'm not tasting it and joining you in hell. No way. 
So then I try to get my dad to taste them, and it's like, I'm not tasting it either. So he smells it. Like, you have smelled so much beer in your life, you're going to know what it smells like. He swears he knows what alcohol smells like. Which... He swears, but because he, he was like, oh, when we were younger, we used to drink alcohol-free beer. And I'm like, okay, that's just, like, rotten yeast. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. But he smells it. He goes, no, no, it's fine. I'm like, dog, it doesn't taste fine. So I leave it at that. Mehdi's eyeing the ginger ale. I'm like, bro, you're better <laughs> off with your apple juice. Don't, don't go down this way. Oh, the, tra- the trauma I have faced. Needless to say, traveling with the Ali Akbars is just an adventure within it's, itself. It's always fun. I mean, we have so many stories. In the moment, not so much. I just want to do anything <laughs> but be there. <laughs> I mean, we've missed flights as a family of six. Oh. We've, uh, not fun, especially with an angry papa. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I mean, he... I feel like my mom should groofy my dad on these things, to oh, be honest. That's a good idea. We've never thought I about should, that. I should suggest that to my <laughs> We've lost, lost luggage. luggage. Lost a whole human. We've gone through customs. We've gone held back. We've had our name called on the announcements as a random search. We know you're not randomly searching us. Thank you for the pat down. <laughs> Thank you for the pat down. I mean, we've lived it all and it's all been traumatic, but we are always three hours early to the airport. Except oh. for this last time. We're always three hours I early apologize. to the airport. So we have time to live all this crazy stuff oh, and absolutely. forget our shoe on the conveyor belts and lose an iPad or whatever it is. No time to stop at the McDonald's and grab something to eat, though. That's just never no, gonna it's never going to happen because <laughs> all three hours are. Does mama got snacks? <laughs> mom, my mom, like, I love her for this. She, like, packs all of our backpacks. And she's so cute because I don't travel with them. So mm. she'll also pack my snacks and put them <laughs> in my backpack for me. So that I have snacks to snack on while I'm in the airport. Honestly, 80% of the weight my mom carries on her back is food for us on the plane. We so, love Mama Ali Akbar. As soon as I say I'm hungry, what selection would you like? Something <laughs> sweet, something salty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say our airport shenanigans are, are pretty intense. So it's quite you- groundbreaking. <laughs> Unlike anything you've ever seen before. <laughs> But if you guys think this was crazy, just wait until that plane lands in, in the, the motherland. motherland. Oh my god. The that is where that is where all the crazy is born. That's where, you know, you'll be like, oh my god, those are that's why they are the way that they are. <laughs> it explains so much. That's gonna be our episode next week telling you all about our adventures back home and just the great times we just have. Just being an Ali Akbar, man, at this point. Is it even being brown? It's just... No, it's just being an Ali Akbar. So if we've offended any brown people, I'm sorry. I'm sure if you're that... not like this, I mean... I... <laughs> we can rename Bless the podcast. You. Just, just an, an, Ali, an Akbar. Ali Akbar. That's just... That's all we are. <laughs> that's all we are. <laughs> Anyways... Papa Genghis Khan. You <laughs> <laughs> would be so proud of us. I'm carrying it well. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, by drinking beer on the on the plane. Listen, it, you can't tell me that man didn't have a sip every once in a while. Some crazy things happening. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode today. Again, we just want to thank you in general for all of your incredible support. And it's always love. a blast. Please remember to go ahead and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and on your preferred podcast platform. If you ever want to reach out to us, you can always send us a DM or an email. 
at thejustinbetweenpod at gmail.com. Thank you guys again every time for listening. We hope you guys have as much fun listening as we do recording and telling you guys about our life. Also, when I said bring your popcorn and chai, this is why. So please. You didn't tell them bring your popcorn. So next time, oh, bring your popcorn. Get snacked up, y'all. <laughs> Thank you and have a wonderful week.